Hey, it's Stephen. We had a couple of audio issues with this episode. You might hear some unusual echoing or missed words on Josh's track. I think it came out okay in the edit, so it shouldn't be too bad, but yeah, fair warning. Enjoy. Hello, it's the Vookcast. It's Australia's Nintendo podcast with all the spiciest opinions about online and Miitomo and Donkey Kong and Monster Hunter and all the fun things. Uh, this is episode 170. I'm Stephen. With me today is Luke. Hello, how are you? Doing well, Stephen. Yourself? Yeah, doing delightfully. And James is here too. How are you? What's up? I am fantastic. Radiant. <laughs> Radiant as, as always. <laughs> I try. <laughs> and Josh, what's up? How are you? Definitely, but mostly alive. Well, that's good. Everyone's everyone's in high spirits for a delightful podcast ahead. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> um, so we've got a bunch of newsy things to talk about, and some months. Oh gosh, not months. And some Donkey Kong stuff to talk about later on. Let's start with Mitomo because that died like two days ago. It was sort of in service for just over two years. Did anyone else sort of use it beyond the first week? Because I, I kind of used it a fair bit, but I don't know if I was the only one. I yeah, I used it quite a bit. Um, I we went I went away with a lot of my workmates. Um, the, f- the first few weeks it came out, and there was a lot of travelling by bus and stuff. So a lot of it was just us making stupid jokes at each other through me <laughs> Tomo. Um, so it was a good bonding exercise. But I that's a very specific use of it. You know, like I don't think there was much more. To it. <laughs> it like kind it, of yeah, reminds it, me of like a school trip. Quick. Yeah, like a school trip where we did like, I did picto chat with friends. I guess that's kind of the new age <laughs> version of what you did. <laughs> yeah, it gave people like a like a dark insight into my humour. <laughs> people who didn't know me. <laughs> like, can ask all I these think, questions yeah. that will reveal your per- true personality. Well, when you went to my house, like, the, my me would say, oh, my God, like, please don't take me. Take my kids. They're upstairs. Like, that was the kind. <laughs> Wasn't was your me of... mostly naked from memory? Yeah, it was just, I just took the piss <laughs> most of the time. But it was fun because, you know, was... you've got this, like, bright, cheery Nintendo look with James's dark, just gross humor. <laughs> so, and you could yeah, take delightful know. me photos with, you know, all of your friends. And whenever I included you in my photos, you were just, just naked. Just there, barely wearing anything. <laughs> yeah, I've just realised actually that I didn't save any of my pics from it, so they're all oh, gone. No. Oh, that's such I a know. shame. I know. I'm so upset. The world, the world is such a darker place now without your nudity. I know. So upset. I might I had have star some. star pants. That's what I remember. I had star <laughs> that's pants. That's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at some point. I, I think you mean to call them space pants. Space pants. You had some what fun with these photos, pants? didn't you, Josh? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Photos. I was like um, putting myself into scenes from The Flash and other Marvel movies <laughs> and things. My favorite one was when I got um, the shot from Captain America: Civil War, yeah. where um, Hawkeye fires Ant Man off his arrow, and I put my me onto the arrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of fun there, like doing that exact same thing, not with that scene, but just like here's the cover of a fun a movie that I like, except it's me next to the cat instead of some other actor. It was great fun. But yeah, we can't do that anymore, which is a bit of a shame. Like, I, I do find it interesting that the whole social experiment idea didn't really seem to go anywhere. Like, it had some very specific, I don't know, use cases. It was kind of fun for a little while to just ask questions, but then it was maybe about a week or two in that it just got to the point where there's the two sort of hangers-on that are still answering questions. And it's like, hmm, 
I don't yeah, really much. care about. You needed everyone to be all in on it, otherwise it just got really dull. Yeah, because no one was all in on it. No one was getting inspired to go all in on it. It just kind of snowballed out of relevancy. I think it's weird. The most time that I spent in it, aside from making dumb me photos, was the like the customization of your me. I kind of liked that more than I expected to. Sort of played all those dumb. Uh, not pachinko is the ones where the balls fall down except it's the, my me yeah the little the candy the, you had the the candy or whatever landed on the the clothes and yeah and like i did that when i saw a piece of like clothing that i wanted i would play for like half an hour straight until i got it and i it was such a missed opportunity that you can't use though like customized me's on like a switch or something that would have been a really cool like nintendo network hook-in sort of thing like here's your character here and they appear over here like xbox avatars but alas i'm sad yeah that that would have made it so much more cool than it actually was yeah just have anything that reaches out beyond the app would have been it would have kept it relevant past the point where people were bored with the questions i guess but like, oh I'd well. pay for just an app where I could customize my me and then just use the me photo function. Like, I don't care about the rest of it. I just want to take the stupid photos. <laughs> oh, they did say, oh, I can't remember where I read it, but there's some like me customizing like web app that they're releasing after me Tomo's died, which I guess is now. I haven't heard anything about that actually coming out yet, though. And I'd, I'd imagine it doesn't include all the sort of custom outfits that me Tomo had, but curious to see if that does include anything unusual or is anything beyond just like the standard me editor that you'd get on the switch i think it's just the switch editor but on the web so that you can just create your own avatar or something like that boring yeah oh well. I, I don't know how many times i'd really want to create a me yeah it's kind of done do you want to fight monsters though or who doesn't them? well you want to fight monsters <laughs> You can do that soon in Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, which is coming to so Switch. Smooth. Yeah, that's me. Smooth like coffee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. It's kind of, it's a little bit weird. I, I don't know enough about Monster Hunter to know how to feel about this, but I got the impression that Monster Hunter World, World or Worlds, I can't remember, but that one, the one on PS4 and Xbox just kind of redefined, streamlined, and sort of brought Monster Hunter to a more modern expectation, I guess. And Generations is a 3DS up port, which I don't know, I don't know how to feel about that. Is this bad Monster Hunter, or is it still still a good thing people are going to look forward to? It's a lot less um, mainstream and accessible. But it, uh, it's Monster Hunter at its core, so you're not going to have those really smooth, sort of integrated environments that you've got in Monster Hunter World. Of um, as good tutorials, and I guess sort of like the ability to just jump in and kind of go in the deep end and have some fun with um, a bit of a slower start, where you're uh, being taught all the features, how to gather, how to hunt small monsters, and that kind of thing. And if I probably the biggest and most noticeable thing is the world design. It's going to be a lot more fragmented. So the world's broken up into chunks and there's a little bit of a loading screen in between each one. So when you're chasing monsters around, it's a bit cumbersome going between each of these areas. And it's not like the smooth um, 
overworld that you've got in Monster Hunter World. Yeah, that is the one of the things I remember from old Monster Hunter, just that like separation. You'll go into an area and it's split up into nine or ten sub areas, and I guess that'll be interesting to go back to. But that core Monster Hunter combat and the loop of going after monsters and hunting them, taking the parts, making cool stuff out of them, that's still there. <laughs> and being the ultimate version, that means that it's going to have heaps and heaps and heaps of content, so many monsters, so many hunts. Definitely last you a long time. Cool. Um, Were you going to say something before, James? Um, I was just going to say, like, I... Th- I think Capcom probably took a little bit too long to do this. Like, I feel like a lot of people who... Because a lot of people do own, like, a PS4 and an Xbox, as well as a Switch, and people are going to potentially pick this up, being like, oh, I liked Monster Hunter World and stuff, so... Um, and then they're going to play this, and they're going to be like, oh, <laughs> this is a different kind of thing. This is not a bad... Not a, not a bad different, just a different kind of Monster Hunter. Like, the Monster Hunter that didn't sell... Mm. The millions that this new one has sold, if that makes sense. Like, it's just, it, there's, there's a, a narrower appeal. Especially um, if World was a lot of people's entrance into the franchise. Like, it sold number which one it for was. a few weeks, which was bonkers yeah. for a Monster Hunter game. Yeah. Which is, yeah, and th- that also has a lot to do with release timing, too. Like, it was yeah. very, it was released in a very good time when nothing was out and holiday holiday was over. Mm. But, um, yeah, like, I, th- I think it's nice that the Capcom is bringing it over, um, but, like, I guess from their point of view, it's a really, like, low-effort, low-cost thing to do. Like, it's more or less done. Um, they've just got to localise the extra stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I Like, I personally won't grab this. Like, I'm a bit over Monster Hunter. I was over Monster Hunter when World came out. Um, I hope I don't upset anybody by saying that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I I, th- I think it's cool that there'll, there'll be a really, like, a feature-complete version of Generations on the Switch, but, yeah, I don't know, it just seems a bit... I'm not going to say lazy. Lazy's not the right word. <laughs> That's, a, like, a mean word. I don't know, I just feel like they could have maybe made Mo- World work on Switch somehow, but, eh. Who knows? Know. Yeah, I'm kind it of in the same yeah. boat as you. Like, I've, I've got World, I've barely touched it just because I've been playing so many other things, but... I'm not going to buy this if I have World left to play. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't really mm. interest me personally. I guess if you're into the more, I guess, old school, that seems weird to say about Monster Hunter. But this regular Monster Hunter gameplay, you might be all into it. So, hooray for you. I do think this is, yeah, <laughs> I think this this is great. But, like, hmm. I just, I don't know. I, I'd be interested to hear from the people who were clamoring for, you know, Double X to come over when that's what it was called in Japan all those months ago. Mm. Like, if they're happy that it's coming now or because World has come out, like, are they like, oh, well, whatever, you can keep it now, you know? Like, I feel like the timing's just a little bit off. Yeah, yeah. I think the core Monster Hunter fan base is still going to be happy. Like, I know some people who loved old school Monster Hunter, but World kind of fell off, I guess. There was just something about it that didn't have that classic Monster Hunter feel to it. Yeah, but the other, you got to remember the other thing too, though, is the Monster Hunter series. It exploded when it hit the 3DS. So the, the you know the the DS and the 3DS versions that that really put the series out there for a lot of people. So maybe Monster Hunter being portable again will be enough for some people, regardless of the step back in overall gameplay. I imagine in Japan that's probably a big factor. Like, I mean, I don't know much about Japan, you know, people's tastes, but my understanding is that portables kind of rule the roost over there. So. It'll at least be successful that way. 
Monster Hunter 4, like, before before Monster Hunter World came out, I'm pretty sure Monster Hunter 4 was the highest selling, which was 3DS. I think it was only 3DS from memory, so... I suppose, too, I mean, we, we do have that... You do have that little option that you can transfer your 3DS saves across. So if you have been playing it on the on the 3DS and you want to keep playing it, you can, you know, pick it up and continue on. on yeah, the Switch that's actually really cool. Like, I didn't realise that was a thing, but that's, yeah, really cool. Because Generations has been out here for, what, like two years almost? So. Yeah, it's been out here for a long time now. Yeah, it'll be nice for the, that specific type of person who loves 3DS Monster Hunter. They can just go right into the next one with all the extra content that comes with Ultimate. And they'll be able to play online with the new Switch Online when that comes in September, a little bit after hey. Monster Hunter comes out. Um, so there's there's some stuff to unpack here. Uh, I'll just go through all the details to start with and then we can... Just go ham on this whole thing, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Switch Online, it's coming in September, and games that currently have online, Splatoon, ARMS, Mario Kart, all that, they have online that's free at the moment. Those games specifically will definitely require the paid online service to play online from that point forward. But it was made clear that not every single game will need this, so I guess it's on a kid game-by-game basis, whether they want to lock it to Switch Online or not. We'll see how that pans out. Um, And the most interesting and uh, controversial piece of the Switch Online is that it comes with, to begin with, a library of 20 NES games with online and competitive modes added, or not really modes, but capabilities added. So we've got Soccer, Tennis, Donkey Kong, Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers, Balloon Fight, Ice Climber, Dr. Mario, Legend of Zelda, and Super Mario Brothers 3, all of which that you can sort of do a screen share, pass the controller around as if you were in the same room, as far as I can gather. And yeah, so that seems to be what Nintendo are doing with their retro game library that they do not want to call Virtual Console anymore. Um, I have thoughts, but I'd like to pass it to Josh. Do you have any thoughts about this? Uh, either online or I'm the so NES stuff. so excited to play Super Mario Bros. again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, I mean, I don't like the idea of playing, paying for online play in general. From PC gaming, where that's just been part of the experience. And when everyone started slowly moving towards a paid model, I was that was really rubbing me the wrong way three console manufacturers i think it's fair to say that nintendo's online offerings are by far the least uh stable (laughs) and substantial we've got the cloud saves which are a great feature oh yeah i forgot about those the only way you can actually back up your save data and putting that behind a paywall is uh, not great yeah, like, I don't think that they intentionally were like, we're going to hold your saves hostage, like it seems, you know, Twitter and Reddit communities seem ins- insisting that that's the case, but it does kind of suck that that's how it's worked out in the end. I do think, yeah, I like... I you'd have it's... to pay for cloud saves, but <clears throat> the fact that there's no manual offline option and, like, your saves are held hostage unless you pay, that's what rubs me the wrong way about it. Mm. Yeah, I think that, like, we're, like, really dealing with, like, incomplete information at the moment. Um, like, who's... Like, obviously, with Xbox, um, you know, you can, you can do cloud saves for... Anybody with an Xbox Live account, silver or gold, can do cloud saves. PlayStation, you've got manual backup for free, or PlayStation Plus for cloud saves. Like, we don't really know. I feel like Nintendo might do a system update that also might allow manual, um, you know, backup of saves or something. 
Um, although, I, I just think we've got to wait a bit to see what happens. Like, I feel like cloud saves might just be a like a added benefit for Switch Online. Um, but then, like Josh, like Josh said, like if it is the only way to back up and you have to pay for online to do that, like that is a little bit iffy. Mm. Um, but then, like I. Th- one of the weird drawbacks I've mentioned is that not every game is going to support cloud saves. And I'm sure they're talking about Pokemon specifically there <laughs> because Game Freak are just really weird about, um, I guess, the value of Pokemon, the actual Pokemon themselves, and they wouldn't want people making backups and duplicating it's really valuable data that anyone could just hack themselves anyway. Yes. I think, yeah. Like, I think, like I, I said it on another podcast, um... I just feel like a lot of the... I know, obviously, there are some exploits out there for Switch already, but a lot of the exploits for Wii and Wii U kind of came from people putting things on their SD cards or whatever and then loading them in a game that's got an exploit. Um, And I think maybe Nintendo's a little bit paranoid about that. That's maybe potentially why they haven't allowed backups on an SD card or something as simple as that. I mean, I get it, but at the same time, when I'm not doing anything wrong, I hate that... I get screwed over because of other people. Yeah, I know, but that's just how things work in life. Like, you know, <laughs> like outside of video games as well. So, goodness, hard hard day like at work. You always get punished. <laughs> well, yeah, so that's a bit of a bummer as far as the game saves go. I, I think... I think you might be right on it, James, that it could be something coming later, but it's not something that they would talk about during the Switch Online presentation announcement. They're not going to be all like, oh, by the way, here's this thing mostly unrelated to Switch Online, but you can put saves on your SD card now. I think surely it's going to come. You could do it on the Wii and Wii U from memory, though I didn't really ever try. Um, It would make sense that they do it. It's just... There's a lot of things in the Switch that you can't do that you should be able to do at this point, and they're very the thing, slowly yeah, getting the to thing it. That I ha- the thing that I hate about this is, like, I'm literally terrified to turn my Switch on because at the moment, because, like, whatever doesn't turn on, and then, like, <laughs> my 50 hours of Bayonetta or, like, my 30-plus hours of Mario are just gone, you know? Um, I don't know. Like, it just sucks. There's nothing to do. There's nothing in between now and September for me to back my stuff up. Yeah. Yeah, and no, I understand that. Um, any thoughts, Luke? You've been a little bit quiet. I, I honestly do suspect that we'll see more information in the future. Yeah. Um, because I mean, even if you consider this to be their complete offerings, there's been no specifics about anything. Mm. So I think this is more, look, hey, this is what we're going to offer. This is just so you've got the basics. We'll give you more details. Maybe around E3, they like to throw out a lot of information on Treehouse. So... We'll probably see more more information there, but I think now this what they've announced is cool, but they should have either given all the details or held off till E3, or until they were at least ready. Well, yeah, the other major part of it was the the NES games, and goodness, I have some thoughts about that. Um, so I I'm kind of in two minds about this. Like I'm kind of happy about the idea that you know with your subscription you'll have access to an entire library of retro games. That idea has a whole lot of potential that could be amazing. Like imagine if, mm. you know, you could get every game in the Wii's virtual console library and it's just part of a $30 a year subscription. That would just be the best. But they've started again with NES games, 20 NES games, just like they did on the <laughs> Wii, just like they did on 3DS, just like they did on, well, not 3DS. Oh no, they did it on 3DS and Wii U. It's like, 
dudes, I, I just don't care about these games as much anymore. Like, I'll probably, probably play Mario Brothers 3 because it's an amazing game, but there's so much less of the NES library that I feel like playing right now, and I've got the NES Mini for it, honestly. Um, but yeah, like, what about N64, Super Nintendo? I mean, dare I say GameCube, just... There's so many things in this Even Game Boy from Advance, scratch. The portable games. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, all the Game Boy games. There's so much and we're just starting from scratch again. It's so disappointing. That 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 was my biggest letdown from the announcement. Not not that, you know, they're doing this. We knew they were going to do it, but more just the fact that, you know, somewhere some executive at Nintendo went, Hey, you know what? All our fans are gonna love replaying those same games we've already made them buy a dozen times. And I'm honestly surprised yeah, I, I didn't see Urban Champion on that list or, you know, Balloon Fight <laughs> or something like that. I just, Balloon I, Fight is there. Oh. Oh, it is. I even said it. <laughs> Whoops. Well, there you go. <laughs> I just think, I, like, I, um, I, I just I just feel like Nintendo were, like, so on point with everything. And this, to me, with the Switch, and this, to me, is, like, the first time I've gone back to the Wii U kind of reaction of, to things, you know? Like, really, like... Do you know what I mean? I I distinctly remember feeling a lot of the time, especially when we were podcasting around when the Wii U was, we were just like, surely they can't be that bad, and they sometimes and then just they were. are, yeah, yeah. And, and like with the Switch, everything's the first been so time I've good. felt this. Yeah, I can totally the relate. The friend codes that kind of got me a bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, fair enough. I I've, I don't know. I feel like yeah, I know what you mean with that, but it wasn't it wasn't that bad. The day the before the console <laughs> launched. And they were like, oh, yeah, by the way, you're using friend codes again. <laughs> the thing that we were ridiculed for for years when setting up our initial online service. Ugh. I just wonder <laughs> how it will work, like, in terms of the online for, say, like, Doom. Like, would would that be a Switch Online game now? Or... Yeah, like, I wonder if they'll offer the same kind of services, League, I guess. Like... Yeah, the stuff that Xbox and PlayStation do, they have a whole bunch of ways that developers can hook into their services, and I wonder how comparatively robust Nintendos are going to be or whether they'll just be, oh, we don't know how to do it, even though it's, like, the fourth time we're doing it. This is new, and we're still working it out. Although, I I did see, like, Minecraft is coming out physically, on I think, in June, and there's an update soon for that. And you can get achievements on your Xbox Live profile, on the Switch version. Have you guys That's, seen that? I did see that. That's bizarre. <laughs> bizarre. And it's cross-play as well, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's, it's it's using what they call the Bedrock update, the Bedrock engine. Um, so there's Switch, PC, Mobile, and Xbox One. Uh, I think PlayStation 4 will get it eventually. Um, but the thing with it is that you will need to have Nintendo Switch Online to play that online with yeah. you know your friends on other consoles. It's the first third-party game I know has confirmed it. And the thing is, if it's going to require work for developers to get it uh, like hooked into this new Nintendo network and all the things that come with that, um, are all the developers going to actually bother with that? Like for all the games that haven't sold all that well on the Switch, where they've still got people playing. Yeah, I know what you mean. Are those people just going to be totally cut off? Like FIFA. Like I don't know how FIFA sold, but I feel like although that's getting the new update this this year, so. I guess they were happy with that. But, like, you remember with Sniper Elite 2 on the Wii U, <laughs> how they had, like, <laughs> no modes, yep. um, whereas it was, like, online on every other console. So, hopefully... I feel like with the way the Switch is sold and the, the user base is quite... is much bigger, like, that hopefully won't be as much of a problem. But, obviously, it's the back of my mind as well, like mm. Josh said. So, 
Yeah, well, uh, we'll be all paying five ninety five a month, eleven ninety five for three months, twenty nine ninety five for twelve months, or interestingly, fifty four ninety five for twelve months as a family membership, which gets you up to eight accounts, and from what I understand, across just as many consoles as you want, which is too good, good. to be true and so easily exploitable. <laughs> yeah, like I guess maybe this is a way we could all just be friends and have one family membership, but I, I was thinking about it, like most of the other consoles, well, Xbox and PlayStation basically have, if it's your main console or if one person has Live or um, PlayStation Plus, then it accounts for the entire console, which I was initially thinking, why didn't Nintendo just do that? But then I guess they are hoping that people have more than one Switch in the household and they want to get to the point where mum has a Switch, dad has a Switch, the children each have their own Switches, so they need to spread out their family accounts over multiple consoles, I guess. So <laughs> maybe that's why. I think they're forgetting that most people will have multiple accounts on one Switch for different regions. Yeah. Or at least I do. Yeah, that's going to be a really interesting use case. I'm not going to be buying a European uh, Switch Online subscription. I sure hope I don't need to do that for... Let's not go there. Um, So, yeah, that's Nintendo Switch Online. Um, We've been playing games that aren't online, though. I know I have... James, James, have you been playing Donkey Kong, or are you just familiar with the earlier one? Um, I didn't pick up my pre-order yet, and I'm sure the store that my pre-order is at is angry at me. But I'm picking it up tomorrow. Um, I've played it and finished it. Like, I don't really have a need to play through it again, but I just want to distance myself from the Wii U as much as I can, and this is one <laughs> step further. <laughs> so, Yeah, I I hadn't played it until now, except for when it first came out. I bought it on Wii U so that we could talk about it on the podcast, and then I returned it after the podcast so that I could be like, <laughs> I'll buy it again. Like, I liked it, but I was like, I will value the $80 for a while, and I'll buy it again when it's cheaper or when I have time to play it. And that just didn't happen, so I'm glad I got to play it on Switch, I guess. Um, You've been playing it as well, Luke, I think. Yes. Sorry, I'm playing it right now. What are we talking about? <laughs> um, Donkey Kong, Luke. Uh, yeah, so what do you what do you think? Like, have you been playing around with, like, funky mode, or are you familiar with the older one and the differences and things like that? Yeah, I mean, so I've, I've reviewed the game both times on Wii U and on Switch. So on the Switch okay. version, I gave the first two worlds a quick playthrough on regular mode, um, you know, because they didn't change anything there apart from Donkey Kong's nose. Um, but I played through the whole game, uh, in funky mode or okay. easy mode as it should be called and yeah i mean it's it's if you've played it before funky mode makes things a lot easier um you know the extra three hits you can take is cool all the extra abilities he's got is cool um but the the the, the biggest change is that it's just funky kong you can't have diddy or cranky with you anymore when you're playing on your own in funky mode yeah can you um i sort of was pretty unclear about this as i was playing and sort of the discussions have been happening around the place since the reviews have started coming out. I've, I now know that if you've chosen funky mode, you can change to Donkey Kong at some point. If you, I guess if you're Donkey Kong, then you can have all the regular buddy characters with you. Yeah. Yeah. So funky mode allows you to use funky Kong. And when you load into the game, uh, be it the first time or your hundredth time loading in, you can choose which one you want to start as mm-hmm. in that session. Um, but at any point on the world map, you can jump into the menu and swap back to the other character. Right. And if you okay. go back to Donkey Kong, you're back to Two Hearts, back to the the psychic characters joining you and things like that. Interesting. Like, I don't know. I found it a little bit 
I don't know, I might, might have misread things or something, but basically I was under the impression, well, you have to choose whether you want to do funky mode or Donkey Kong classic mode as you start your file and you can't sort of change after that. And Correct. It's, I don't know, I found that a little unusual since funky mode is literally just regular Donkey Kong mode plus optional funky. So it kind of seems weird that they've put two modes in. I guess, you know, there's the classic if you never want to have anything to do with Funky Kong, you cut out his corner of the the cover of the game and threw it in the bin. You never want him to exist. But like, I don't know, if 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 Funky Mode is everything of the regular mode plus an optional switch to play a different character, I, I'm not sure why there are two different modes. It's, I don't know, it seemed confusing to me, at least at the time. Yeah, maybe maybe that's why it took them twelve months after the Switch came out to release it because they had it one way, and then somebody said, "Oh, let's do it this way." Because maybe. apart <laughs> apart from Funky Kong, there's no other changes to the game, right? They've changed the, the, the first shading, the apparently. But that's about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> no, they, they changed the lighting. The the actual game's uh, lighting is different, which obviously reflects on the fur. Oh yeah, he pulls out a Switch instead of a 3DS this time. I guess that's. A cute little touch. But you got to remember, Retro Studios have been confirmed to be the ones that did this port. And mm. they released this game originally four years ago. I really hope this is all they've been working on all that time. That would just be beautiful. <laughs> that, <laughs> well, that's what I'm thinking. They've been through this whole time and everyone's <laughs> trying to work out what it was. And then it's just Donkey Kong again. <laughs> they were just workshopping funky mode. I think... I like on funky mode a little bit more. I found I I didn't play th- with funky a lot, but whenever I did, I just kind of enjoyed it less. I don't know. It just kind of felt not too easy or anything like that. But things like the the hover that you get when you you can do a double jump and hover in the air, so you get a lot more like freedom to move in the sky and stuff. But you move so incredibly slowly while doing that. It just felt like it killed any momentum that I had. Like I seen the hardcore speedrun videos using Funky Kong. Have yes, you? <laughs> I, I actually saw that today, and I was like, okay, that that, that is beautiful. worlds different to anything that I did with Funky Kong. So <laughs> clearly, he's not completely yeah. broken. <laughs> when you when you do the double jump, it takes a moment, you know. So you get you get sort of he starts to jump, and then after a little bit, as he starts to fall, you know, instead of moving sideways, you just start moving down. Um, I noticed it too because initially I started as Funky, and then I went. I can't play as him. He's useless. Yes. Went back to Donkey Kong. And then I thought, no, no, I'll, I'll give Funky uh, another try. And yeah, um, that's how I finished off the game. It was back in the Funky mode because it took me a while to, to understand it. Um, but because he can infinite roll, um, that's where the that's where the, the big plus comes in if you're a speedrunner or you, you want to get everything. Uh, of course, yes. Because with, with Donkey Kong, he can only do one roll, then he has to you know get back up right for a few moments and then he can roll again whereas Funky just keeps going. So when you combine that with the jump and then the extra jump, and you know you can actually get a lot of momentum behind him. Mm. And until I figured that out, it was I, I thought much the same, like, this is just pointless. Why would you use Funky Kong? But Yeah, I mean, I guess aside from Funky Kong, since this was the first time that I'd played the game for any... Well, beaten the game, I guess, I was really surprised... Maybe surprise isn't the right word, but just really happy with how the whole thing plays. Like, I think it might even be something that you brought up in your review of the original version, James. But like, I, when I think of games, platform games, I think of Mario. They're reasonably easy. They have, you know, very basic bosses. There's the less feel of momentum and stuff, but Donkey Kong feels so unique. Like every, he's a heavy, big gorilla ape thing. 
And so he feels like it the whole time you're playing him. And it's just a completely different kind of platforming than what I was used to. And I really enjoyed that as a you know, change it's actually, of pace. It's actually better than Mario, just saying. I mean, everyone. I'm leaning that way. Bye. Hey. <laughs> 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 um, I uh, I think yeah, I, I I understand if people don't like Donkey Kong Country Returns, but <clears throat> Tropical Freeze, I don't know. It's like if it fixes my all the issues that I had with the first game, which was like the enemies just had no personality, like say the Kremlings did in the first three games on SNES. Mm. Um, yeah, I just it's just a really solid platformer. Like every level feels unique. I don't really feel like a lot of um concepts or level design things are recycled much. Um, you know, like people are like, oh, but it's not, it doesn't have the same vibe as the first three games. It's like you're never gonna get that vibe again. Like I'm sorry, but it's that just not game, happening. The the first three games, the way they were made, like in terms of the art style and the development and stuff, it was just such a lightning in the bottle kind of moment. Is that the saying? Yes, um, lightning. Yeah, in, yeah let's um, go with that. <clears throat> yeah, like it was just a like a perfect kind of amalgamation of. Conditions. <laughs> um, I think, like, I found Donkey Kong, the biggest difference between that and Mario was just how atmospheric is, everything is pretty well at all times. Like, you've got really, like, really beautiful music, I guess, and you've got the this environments just look really lush and incredibly well done. You've just got so much going on. It's, like, alive around Donkey Kong. It's just such a different... Mario's far more sterile, I guess, at least in like the new Super Mario Brothers that we've had for the last couple of years. Donkey Kong's just so much more alive. Yeah. And yeah. sorry, but it's the truth. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> I guess like the nice thing about Donkey Kong is is on Switch is that the people who couldn't really enjoy it because it was so hard on the Wii U um can now because Funky Kong does make it a little bit easier. Yeah, man, I it it really does get hard. Like, I I didn't go for a full hundred percent run because I sort of had to finish the game for review. But I was going through as much as I can, and there's some fairly good challenges as you go through the uh, the main part of the game. But that final boss, man, that kicked my ass. Like, it took me probably a full day of like trying before I actually managed to finish that boss, and it just yeah kicked my ass. I was very impressed <laughs> with the challenge. Yeah, it's I, the I think Dark it's Souls of platformers. Yes, <laughs> I think it's interesting though. If you look at Nintendo, like they've got Kirby and Yoshi, which are you know, let's say they're easy games. Kirby more so than than Yoshi. Hmm. Then you've got your Mario, which is your mid-range. You can get some really really cool things happening in that game on the two D platformers if you if you've got the time to learn everything, or you can just you know amble your way through and still have fun mm. and then you get now the donkey kong series where it's really more technical more of a challenge for people so one company's got three different distinct types of 2d platformers with donkey kong being that more challenging type and i, I honestly didn't think about it until just then yeah i guess you make a really good point i think especially like donkey not donkey kong kirby, kirby and yoshi both are very lenient with how they control kirby can fly pretty well everywhere yoshi has you know projectiles and can hover and get a lot more leniency and jumps you've got mario that middle mm. point and yoshi's mm. island was pretty hard okay yeah i'll give you that wasn't it it's like oh, I, the I, old I school games yeah. Race, yeah yeah like the snes one was pretty hard like obviously yeah. woolly world now it's like okay cool like <laughs> yeah but, <laughs> yeah um no, I know what you mean, though, yeah. Yeah, going. like, in, in relation to Donkey Kong, like, he controls so differently to any 
platformer you're used to you really have to understand how his momentum changes when he does a roll when he jumps and you know how you can chain those together and where he's going to end up when you do all that it's i think yeah you're saying it's a lot more technical than the other games and that's it appeals to a different person and i found it appealed to me it it took me it took me aback initially. I was like, I've always sort of bounced off Donkey Kong Country games. I'm sorry, James, but like, I like them eventually. But when I first played the like Super NES trilogy, it just, every time I always get angry that I'll roll and it'll stop rolling just as I get to an enemy. It's like, oh, this. Yeah, but that's because stupid. like, you're not good at games. Like, yeah, about, well, <laughs> like, then, mate, and, like, and like, once you learn how the rolls, when they start and Sonic end. Games. <laughs> um, yeah, you just sort of have to work out the momentum, where the roles begin and end, and you kind of, I don't know, you fall into that that flow of it, I guess. And I can totally see why people, you know, really enjoy the original games and the same sort of how it happens for the returns games as well. Well, I like the I like the first two. By the by, the time the third one came around, I was like, no, stop, but go away, you're boring. Ooh. No, what <laughs> you need to shh. <laughs> The third game is so good. It's so underappreciated. I concur. I think I played them well after they were current, and I was just very, very much impressed with the third game. But no yeah. game has that, like, you know, that kind of Rockies feeling theme or mood as well as Donkey Kong 3 does. Or a know. large That's... baby. See, yeah. I, I, played a lot oh, of, I, I played a lot of the Game Boy ones as well. So oh, the well, Super oh, NES yeah. and then the Game Boy ones. So I think I was well, just I was Donkey Konged out at the time. Yeah, that's fair enough, and I've my sympathies. <laughs> <laughs> well, are we all Donkey Kong Dad, or do we have any other thoughts on Tropical Freeze for the moment? Josh hasn't spoken about it once because he doesn't have Amiibo support. I'm just going to throw <laughs> that out there. <laughs> oh, I don't know what it is. I just can't really muster up any excitement for platformers anymore. It's not that I think they all suck or anything, but I just can't. <laughs> just don't so feel I, anymore. I I think platformers they they got to a certain point where everybody was trying to make a platformer, and there were only a small number of them that were actually good. Um, and it, it's Even, now like the no. battle royale. Everyone's trying to do battle royale, but there's <laughs> still only a few that have the right sort of elements combined to make a good one. I just um, I just feel like Nintendo put yeah. out too many platformers on the Wii U. Like to be honest, like I don't. I just, new, like, I just feel like, yeah, in a, in a time when everyone's like, oh, I want the new 3D Mario, give me the new 3D Mario, they're like, here are lots and lots of 2D platformers, which were all extremely good 2D platformers, but there were so many of them. Just so many, yep. Um, well, we're 2D platformed out, Donkey Konged out, and I guess we'll finish up the podcast with all that. Um, so, yeah, in closing, you can check out the site. We've got news updates, reviews, bargain roundups, all the, the good... Uh, word-based content on vux.net that's like books but with a v uh if you want to check us out on social we're at vux.net v-o-o-k-s-d-o-t-n-e-t twitter instagram facebook youtube all the good stuff um i've had james on the show this evening where can we find you on the internet on the on the twitter <laughs> thanks <laughs> um, so it's just at jam so a-t-j-a-m-z cool beans what about luke so i'm at renderman7 is my my primary one but i'm also at maxigeek as well you'll find me there check him out on those and finally josh where can we find all your delightful content on the internet i am mario underscore underscore bones on twitter and you can also find me at monamiibo.com thank you and i've been steven uh, i'm at steven impson on things 
Uh, I'll chuck everyone's details in the show notes just in case you didn't catch that and don't feel like rewinding. But until then... Fight thanks- me about Donkey Kong. <laughs> yes, James James Let's enjoys talk. a good Twitter discussion, heated gaming <laughs> moment online. <laughs> um, yeah. Lunging into the DK rap battle. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We'll record that for a special edition bookcast. Um, but anyway, thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Uh, see you around like a wrestle. That was terrible. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> uh, thank you. That was good fun. Round like a wrestle? <laughs>